right. Mm-hmm. Hey. hey guys. Hey. Welcome guys back to Brown Girl Bible. We're about to get down and dirty, real and raw with you today. So if you're new to Brown Girl Bible. Um, this is a podcast where two brown girls talk about how faith intersects with real life. I'm Taylor. And I'm Lauren. Yes, and we're sisters. Uh-huh. 16 months apart, low-key twins. Wow. And, um, yeah, so, uh, we're going through the Chronological Bible in 2020, so that's what most of our podcast content is about, but we also do segments called Brown Girl Broadcast, where we talk about our lives and what's been going on so that's what we're doing on today it's june it's the end of june and we gotta obviously 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 talk about what we've been up to because we took a you know short hiatus and we gotta talk about these social justice issues and so period let's get to it yes so taylor you've been up to literally the most and everything tell us i actually have that's what's crazy <laughs> but it, like i'm not i'm not being dramatic because i was about to be like i haven't been up to anything but i was like no i actually have so i mean i really haven't been up to much i've been like had a major mindset shift where i'm like super extra pressed about reaching my goals god helped me just to grow and take responsibility more so for myself and for my life and i'm really excited about it so i've picked up some extra jobs and i've been trying to increase my income been getting just my affairs in order my finances my um tax stuff just everything in order organized um i want to be able to uh purchase some real estate in the next year so i have been grinding like i really work low-key three jobs and i take care of my baby girl and that's it just a (laughs) casual three yeah you know i (laughs) just a casual three no it is a lot (laughs) I remember a time in my life where I was working two jobs and you said to me, Mm. why are you out here so pressed? (laughs) In fact, yeah. So, um, yeah, because you were like 17, right? No, I was not 17. I was in college. When? Well, maybe I was. Oh, right. Maybe I was seventeen. There's been a couple you times where I've worked multiple jobs. Listen, right? But I'm a single mom. I don't yeah. live on my own, so I have to get it together. Like this is I'm 27, about to be 20. Like we're not just 17 trying to buy some shoes. Like right. it's a whole baby girl trying to buy real estate. Uh, like uh, I need a house. Uh, like I have a daughter. Like uh, I got a baby. I need some money. Like truly need cheese for the Cardi day. told you. Cardi told you. She really like, did. <laughs> well, I'm super excited about all of your businesses. Do you want to talk? I mean, not your businesses, but your jobs. Do you want to talk about any of them? Well, um, I'll just talk about them in general. Um, but yeah, so I'm reading this amazing book called Set for Life by Scott Trench. And it's very, very good. The subtitle is Dominate Life, Money, and the American Dream. And basically, one of my goals is to um, achieve early financial freedom. Um, so it's not that I don't want to work at my job, my full time job, because I love my job. It's literally right in line with my passion. And I'm so thankful for it. And I probably will, you know, stay there regardless if I'm financially 
usually free or not. Um, but I wanted to just increase the ways I have passive income. I wanted to just increase my options in case I do go through a season where I'm not working full time because I need to focus on my daughter. I wanted to have those options. I wanted to be healthier financially. So anyways, in this book, one of the ways he talks about um, early financial freedom is to um, a lot of times it doesn't happen by just the typical American life where you have your salary job and you have the typical amount of, you know, expenses and stuff like that. It's hard to scale salary jobs. Of course, we get raises as time goes on. But some of the things, the ways he was talking about really increasing your income is to kind of pick up um, something in sales where you have more control over uh, your income, um, where it may be some commission type ba- commission type pay where, you know, the harder you work, the more you get paid, which is not true of salary, um, salary positions. And then also like maybe getting involved with a startup company, which is going to scale, you know, stuff like that. So I've actually done both of those two things. It's been really cool for me to try to, uh, just get involved. And both of them are things I'm passionate about. So I won't like bore everyone with all the details, but those are just some things I'm doing and why and it has been um really cool for me I feel really just more empowered um as a woman um I'm always someone who's busy and going after it so it's good to funnel that energy into something good and um yeah that's just kind of where I've been at I do have some pretty lofty financial goals um and so I'm gonna get after them yes she said and I'm going to get after them and I said, come on, girl. I'm going to get after him. Yes. yes. And then other than that, you know, I just am with my daughter. She's nine months at this point. And yeah, she's such a cute little cutie pie. So that's been good. Um, but Lauren, what have you been up to? Burr, 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 major changes. Uh, I don't know how to make uh, <laughs> I don't know how to make the sound. I literally I sounded like a bird. Uh, sounded like <laughs> someone truly dying but what's happening are you okay it's okay um (laughs) but yeah major life changes um for me personally so at the beginning of this quarantine i went home as you know while at home i had a lot of time to reflect and i have yeah because lauren lives in a city two hours away yeah they don't they may not know Lauren lives two hours away from home where I live. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think people outside of Ohio listen to this? Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I live in Columbus, Ohio, and um, I decided to move out of my house of three other roommates, so four people in total, into my own place. And so that has been a project that has been a whole situation should i should i really speak on the whole situation speak on it okay i'm doing an abbreviated speaking on the situation so i i decided to move out of my house and i just decided to you know look for a different church um and um yeah, so if you know anything about my situation, the church I was in before uh, was very, very community-focused and does these things called um, home churches. It's basically a small group of, like, could be anywhere from 20 to 40 people that you really do intentional community with, um, 
a lot. And so I was living with single women in that group. And I had been grappling with um, leaving my church for a while, just kind of really praying about it, talking to leadership in the church, talking to my family, talking to friends about what I was kind of thinking that God was um, drawing me towards. And while at home, I just really had time to uh, consider the situation and just really, you know, get real with God about it. And God was really showing me a lot um, about my process of coming to this decision and how I had been, how I have been thinking about it and what that kind of revealed about how I thought of him. I was basically just Mm. really scared to move, um, just kind of continuously like really praying, like, God, tell me exactly what to do. Um, which God kind of showed me is just, I just had a mindset of fear of like doing something that wasn't like so very clear that like God, like, you know, shot an arrow down from the sky that said, girl, move, <laughs> you know, if I, if right. I something like that, <laughs> like my mindset, my thought was just like, God would be waiting to, to punish me. And I think it just really revealed that the way that I thought about God was not in line with who he actually is. And I think in that moment, God really showed me like, Hey, I'm really gracious and merciful. This is like, not like, an area where it's like should I rob this bank or not (laughs) like you know and the fact that you're so afraid to do something that you kind of want to do um is like telling of of how you're seeing me so I said cool bet God yeah that's like not right you are (laughs) you love me you want to bless me and um draw me closer to you no matter what um so I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to decide. I'm, I'm, I'm deciding to move and I'm deciding to find another church. And um, it was very, very amicable. I, I, I think mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go to another church just for um, a myriad of reasons um, that weren't anything like super awful or, or crazy. Um, I think just the place that I'm coming to in my life, I won't share all about why, but um, one of the big things was that uh, I, I, love, I love that church. It's really awesome. It's been such a blessing in my life. Um, but it's very fast-paced, high-energy, uh, high level of commitment. Um, you're meeting with people and, um, you know, like sometimes four times a week. And um, you're really uh, submerged in the mission of being, like, going out spreading the gospel it's just a very very involved which is so great but um yeah coming upon this this lupus journey i'm just tired and um tired like quite literally physically tired (laughs) and um i i just it was it was a struggle to sustain and um and i definitely could have you know drawn back a lot and still been in that church but I just felt 
um, the freedom to just make a, a bigger move. And so I did, um, which honestly brings me to like just something that I have been where I've been at. I was actually just I I'm I'm at the place now in my journey where I'm being OK with being tired. Like I, I just have I have not acknowledged that like as a part of mm. what's going on with me. And I've had a lot of insecurity around it because I feel like it's kind of changed my personality over time. And, um, you know, I, I, I can tend to be this really fun, energetic, like super fun person. Like, and um, I think the tiredness has kind of really changed me. Uh, I was just I had to um, mm. I had to uh, call off work yesterday sitting in my house, which just like it, it, if that feels bad, you're just like. I'm literally at home, but I still just need to stop. Like I need to call off my computer mm. job because I'm tired. And I just watched um, a bunch of Selena Gomez interviews because she has lupus and has gone through this whole journey. Her friend had to give her a kidney. And um, anyways, um. I'm just, I think in my journey, I'm just trying to validate and be okay with the fact that I'm, I'm tired from this. So, anyways, that was a tangent. Yeah, but that's I'm where I've been. So at. glad you took off. Yeah, I was. Yeah, really like, actually not. <laughs> I was not okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm glad you feel the freedom to do that though, because I feel like in the past I don't know if you would have. So, like, that's good. Like, that's how life should be. I'm, I'm just so against. Even though I love my job, and I think, like, obviously everyone should work in some way and be productive. I'm just against the culture that, like, your job should always be your number one priority. Like, I just can't get with it over your health, over your family, and of course, that ha- there's boundaries there. Like, you can't just be like, I'm gonna hang out with my family 24 seven and never work. Like, yeah, you know, or I'm sleepy today. I'm never gonna go to work. You know, but just the fact that's like you know there's we have vacation days for a reason we have personal days for a reason mm-hmm. like the the culture that makes you feel bad for taking those days it's like that's not that's healthy crazy. and i just reject that so i'm glad that you know um and that kind of goes into my goal one of like one of my reasons for financial freedom but i'm just glad that um you know, you are feeling comfortable doing that. You're getting more rest. I mean, at the end of the day, it's literally about being healthy in your life. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Yes, truly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the it's a journey. And, um, you know, we're we're slowly trying to get there. But, you know, I believe God has health for me mentally, uh, physically, boundaries wise. So you know we're we're claiming it um we're claiming it but speak yeah mm -hmm. yes yes speaking of things uh, that need to be done yeah um and that we're stressed about (laughs) um Um, the cops who killed brianna taylor still aren't arrested but okay (laughs) anyways um (laughs) wow t okay so uh, audience what have y'all been yeah. doing? Have y'all been out in the protest? Taylor, All have right. you protested? Have not protested. That's okay. Have not. It's but really okay. You have gone, which means I have gone. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing. Nope. But how are the protests? I haven't been out in the protests. Um, yeah. How have they been? 
honestly i've only gone once and it was kind of weird but um yeah i've really only gone once and it was like not i mean people are gathering every day downtown in columbus and so but there are also times when Mm -hmm. people are having like organized like okay on saturday like it's a march for this but people really are going so i went on one of those off days to just like went um so but it was very very interesting um uh just i just seeing that there uh, at least in columbus there is not one central voice of an organization or activist mm-hmm. group that's really leading the charge so um it's been interesting to kind of see like some discord on what people want what people are trying to do even in the movement so that's been very interesting but how have you been feeling just in general about it like how have you been dealing slash coping where have you been at with this taylor so with me um yeah i mean it's just for me, I don't know. I think like I'm emotionally delayed in general in life. Um, but you know, it's hurtful, of course. It's very hurtful. Um, when you see black life not being valued, um, you have to w- actively spend the time to work against that message in, in your, I do at least, I won't speak generally. I speak for me. I have to spend the time to actively work against that message. You have to actually, I have to actively work against it because it's so subliminal. You know, you think, okay, mm-hmm. what does this person dying have to do with me? You know, I'm, I'm still great. But you have to watch yourself. I realized as a kid, when I start to think about some of the stuff I was, I was said as a kid and I thought, and I'm, I was thinking, mm-hmm. why did I say this stuff? You know why? But I'm mm-hmm. thinking it's because of the little stuff, like the, the lack of representation on TV. It's because of the microaggressions. It's because of the comment here or there about dark skin and stuff like that, that, you know, you get to the point where you th- you're like, oh, I wish I was white. I'm thinking as I remember thinking that as a little kid, why though? Like, yeah. if I didn't think white people were better. I mean, I was around so many amazing black people you know i don't i don't know but when you think about how that stuff really affects you you have to realize it's still it's still affecting you know so fighting against that you know realizing like you're not allowed to put your knee on my neck you know because Mm -hmm. i'm black and kill me you know Mm -hmm. and then also with all this stuff which i think is awesome that there's a lot more information a lot more truth is being revealed because that's what i'm all about just true history what's really going on Mm -hmm. and um but it's just discouraging like so many it's it's so much stuff is just being not revealed but yeah being in the mainstream revealed in the mainstream as racist like i saw a thread on instagram the other day about like uh the origins of a lot of kids nursery rhymes that are just racist Mm. and it's just like at this point like y'all just hate us so much and have literally ingrained your hate into every single layer of our world yeah like every like we can't even have the ice cream truck go Mm. by without Mm. y'all you know we're being reminded that we're black and you're you know Mm -hmm. and and it's you know we can't even sing little stupid nursery rhymes to our little babies you know all this different stuff you know so it's just like 
I just felt like it's tiring. And that is, I don't want people to stop posting. I don't want people to stop talking about it. But sometimes I do check out a little bit more. Sometimes I'm like, I do just want to be distracted by something funny on TikTok, you know, rather than, you know, the paragraphs on Facebook and the arguments, you know. (laughs) Facebook has really just been. Yeah. I'm like, I agree so I, with y'all. I'm going to log off now. Like, keep going, y'all. Right. But, like, I'm tired. Yeah. No, right. that's real. That so, is real. Yeah, that's kind of, like, where I've been. It's real. Yeah, it is really tiring. And I realized that, like, um, I mean, obviously, racism is uh, just so frustrating. But I realized, too, that, yeah, spending the time on social media and stuff is also tiring i i'm like so grateful that people are speaking out more they're posting what they see more that kind of stuff and i've always kind of been in this place with uh um like activism and uh you know racial things but I'm just like, I know that this is good to be out there because people are not convinced that there's bad things going on. Yeah. But I am personally really just like, it takes a chink out of me to see that stuff every time. Like, I I just, um, uh, you know, Candace Owens, she's she's a black Republican that's very pro-Trump and, you know, calls black people stupid all the time. And um, she made a response to to the George Floyd stuff that I have just been avoiding because she is, to me, um, uh, a lot to handle. But um, one of our pretty prominent um, activist organizations here in Columbus posted her video. So I was like, okay, this is from a credible source. So I should really actually listen to this so that I can, you know, hear what the opposition is often saying and um, know how to rebuttal. And I listened to it was like 20 minutes, but it was just it made me so sad. I don't know. It was just like. It was just such a bummer to listen to. And, you know, you see, like, a lot of people are posting these Karen situations that happen. And even if it's something that is, like, doesn't result in someone being shot, like, it still just is really sad. Because it very easily could be something that resolves in someone being shot. So it's just sad and hard to watch. It takes a lot out of you. And you don't really realize how much it's taking out of you until... You log off and you're like, gosh, that was so much. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel you on just like it's been a lot. I don't know if you well, we kind of talked about this and I kind of talked about this with friends. Um, but at the beginning of this, did you feel it all like what? Like, why is it all of a sudden people are caring like this has been happening? Did you feel that at all? Yeah, I do often wonder, like, um, because, like, I mean, since Trayvon Martin, since Tamir Rice, I mean, stuff has been happening, I mean, all throughout this mm-hmm. the past year and all that stuff. I don't know why. I mean, George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey, I mean, it's just super, and Breonna Taylor, it's just super really just clear that this is just 
wrong and evil um i mean honestly most of these cases are but people like to have little justifications here or there um but you know i don't know i can't really put uh, my finger on why this is catching fire but i just am glad that it is you know i i don't know why though you would probably know better than me like why this why now you know i'm i don't know no yeah i don't really know either and um I was like, right, right when all this stuff went down, I was moving and, um, we can talk about it at some other time, but my house was a whole little situation. We like truly cleaned this house for a full week before I lived in it because it was kind of gross. And so we're just like in my new place that doesn't have Wi-Fi yet, kind of disconnected, just like literally spending eight hour days (laughs) getting this house together. Um, and I don't own it. I'm renting Mm. it, but still, um, so yeah i hopped online after a week and i was just like what is like i just feel like this kind of stuff is happening all the time and like it just randomly people started caring i think my my theory i mean like what you said is the real truth of it it it's just good that people are caring now and we're doing something and that is like the the most important thing but i also think that people have been sitting at home with nothing to do it's made them pay attention more and it's made them more restless it's made them want to put their energy into something it's a political year um and so i i I really it's very interesting and i've been thinking a lot about history because this year is nuts so it's like so many things that will be uh prevalent plot points in the his in the history of like the 2020s um things Mm. have happened but i just was like i think that when we look back at this year i think that uh yeah the state of things because of coronavirus um i don't know we'll have something to do with people's um people being in a place to 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 do what needs to be done now you know so i don't know that could just like totally be my theory but no that's true i didn't think about that but you're right we all have a lot more space we all have a lot more time people are way i mean just focus we're on the internet you know Mm -hmm. and so um things are catching up also it's becoming more of a demand like i think a lot of corporations are responding um because they know like if you don't get with this movement you're gonna get canceled and i'm not here for cancel culture but it's real like if mm-hmm. you like people are like these companies support trump so boycott them you know it's it'll it'll start affecting their money so it's just it's just really real um something cool i saw online was Kristen bell i don't even know all the details to this i'll be telling stories don't be knowing the details but basically Kristen bell is part of a new show it's a cartoon show so obviously she's just a voice um I guess she was playing a mixed race person. I heard another white person do this too. It was two of them. I think on the same show. Anyways, they were playing either a black person or a mixed race person. And they both chose to step down from their their spaces. And they're just realizing like, hey, like this would be, you know, awesome for a mixed race person or a black person to actually play a black person or a mixed race person. And so wow. people are catching 
on in, in deeper ways, not even just like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't kill the cops. Stop being bad and mean and killing the people. But they're realizing the systematic racism. They're realizing mm-hmm. I have white privilege. Let me, they say, I may not be able to stop a cop from killing. I may not even go to the protest. Um, I may not have black children, whatever, but I can use whatever my sphere is to make a change. And I love that. Yeah. It's really powerful. It's very powerful and exciting. And um, the longevity of it. I mean, people are really like in my city, people are still out there every day. The numbers are still big. Like it's so crazy. They, they every once in a while march down my street. Um, uh, East Livingston, if you're in Columbus. Oh yeah. Yep. They'll come with the caravans, cars and everything. It's like so awesome to see. And it's a lot of young people out there, which is just really powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Children. Cause right. we need you. Thank you, you. Yeah, yeah. The youth was protesting out here, and we live in Trump Town, super white area, and they out in Hudson, like really. Black Lives Matter. So oh, it's Hudson. real. They have signs in their yard. Yep, yep. They coming through. They're not playing with it. So it it is encouraging to see. My dad said, you know, because people are protesting around the world, right? And um. You know, they said that. So they said this is, I think, one of the biggest social justice movements in the history of the world. Come on. We're so tired. It's, I know. Period. It's real. It's real. So it's, it's just it, that is encouraging to see. There's obviously a lot of work to be done. I don't even know if it's something that will ever be done. <laughs> but yeah. it's cool to see the progress. I'm thankful. I'm trying to stay positive about it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we both had white friends kind of text us and check on us right yeah the whole i had a lot of text during that week how are you doing are you doing okay which is sweet Mm -hmm. but it's also yeah you have a lot more white friends than i do yeah yeah (laughs) like two but um yeah it's very it's sweet um and it's good and it's good people are People are getting to new places, so um, I think that that's good. Um, right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it is sad. I, I, I kind of made a comment. I won't go on, on with this too long, but I just feel like, in general, a lot of times uh, men are prioritized way higher than women. Mm-hmm. It sucks that Breonna Taylor's murders have not been, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, so been arrested or anything. So yeah, we'll just keep on going. We'll keep on going. But what has God kind of been showing you like in general? How's your heart and whatnot? Yeah, um, about this stuff or uh, just in general? Um, either way. Okay, lol. Um, well, I think honestly what you said if you listen to our last podcast or i don't know when it'll come out but our most recent uh chronological bible podcast taylor talked about uh viewing things positively and i didn't speak on that at that time because we were trying to keep to a schedule but i really really agree with that with you and um i think that has what that is what god has been bringing me to is just like just come to things with positivity one come to things with right assuming the best looking towards the best yep so have hope you can have 
hope for this situation and you can view it positively I think when things first popped off I was really negative and that's real because in yeah (laughs) in 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 college I mean like Taylor said I have a lot of white friends I was in um a white community for a long time and in college when I really started to become um I won't say more militant, but just like I started to learn on a collegiate level about uh, racism, sexism, those kinds of things, and would have these really heated discussions. I was heated about it back then. You know, my energy was on 10. I was sad. I was upset. I was crying during classes. You know, like it was a whole lot. And I would have conversations with um, white people and just really see that they, one, didn't care enough to engage with it actually. It was just like, oh, let me like win this argument, you know. So even if I made points that were good, you know, it was just a debate that wasn't going to change any of their actions or anything like that. And two people were adamantly just like this isn't a thing you know or whatever just like not worth the time not accurate not as big of a deal not validating it and so I really had to take up a mindset of whatever we truly don't need you in the movement we're gonna get this done and I'm not gonna be pressed if everybody doesn't agree you're gonna get left behind in the dust and we're gonna get done what needs to get done no matter how little people actually believe that black people are still oppressed that women need more rights um so that was the attitude I really had to take up so when this Mm -hmm. began I was like oh so now y'all People are really just like coming out of the woodwork. People I know posting stuff. People, you know, I have had conversations with before that they're now saying the exact opposite thing on Facebook and stuff like that. Like, okay, now you want to whatever. And I had to really get out of my, I had to get out of bitter mode. I was like, we've been here. Like, why are you just all all of a sudden turning up? Like, okay, whatever. Like, you want the likes, you want a virtue signal. Like, do you actually care? And I had to really get to that place of like, assume a positive intent. One, um, it's easy to be, for me, it was easy to be very bitter about like, even the corporations and stuff of just like y'all don't actually care yeah. like like really right. IKEA you, you posting a, yeah like like IKEA's posting you know Black Lives Matter on the thing and like it just felt very much like consumerist marketing to me um, mm-hmm. but I I really had to look at things positively and say you know what like like norm norm changing is extremely important to a movement. So even if the CEO of like Ikea or something is actually super racist and like doesn't actually care or like Ikea doesn't actually like hire black people or whatever, you know, I don't know anything about Ikea. I'm just using them as an example, but um, the, it, it is a powerful part of the movement just to change the norm of like, no, in our culture, we are now changing the norm to like you do believe Black Lives Matter. Like that is it's unacceptable mm-hmm. to um, say anything else, and like you will represent that. And so that with people, and just like really believing, like people really can come to a different place. Um, you know, uh, social media is impactful. Like it's showing people the truth, and people's hearts can be changed. So 
I think that's where God has had me. And two, he's had me with like yeah. speaking up. I think in um, during this time, a lot of black people have been saying, you know, it's not our job to educate you. It's not our job to, you know, like right. white people, it's your turn to really take up the mantle, which I fully support and believe in that. Um, but just out of willingness, uh, I've talked about it on here before. I'm not, I don't like to post on social media and that kind of stuff, but I just realized mm-hmm. that I have a bunch of like white people that follow me that like mm-hmm. won't see the same things that I see because I follow a bunch of black people, but I may right. be the only black person that they right. really follow like that. And so my unwillingness to post and repost right. is like not helping people's education, people to see what I see. That may be why mm. I've been in a place where I'm like, this happens all the time. Why are y'all so shook? And people just don't see it. Right. Um, so that's giving me more resolve to be more public and just, you know, on my Instagram. So go follow me. I posted something on my story yesterday about yes. um, another kid who um, was killed by the police. Yeah. It's, it's And it's really sad, sick. this story. Yeah, really sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, gear up your heart. But, um, you know, support that change.org petition. So. Wow, that was very long-winded, but Taylor, right. <laughs> what has God been showing you? How is your heart? Yeah. No, I'm good. This whole thing for me, I kind of feel, one thing, just to comment on what you were saying, like, about people, like, like who are now, like, okay, you're a social justice warrior now. You was just being racist, you know. <laughs> it <laughs> is hard to see. You was just, just being racist. <laughs> just calling Obama a monkey, but okay. Oh, so <laughs> but go off. Um, but, you know, you're right. It's about that grace, that mercy. You can't hold people to their sins. And like you said, it's good that they're changing. So, um, you know, I, I do get bothered. There's one person I'm thinking of who they're just very degrading to people and i'm just like you was one of those people like you were she really Mm. talks crazy Mm -hmm. on social media how do y'all not get this like just crazy tone crazy arguing people and it's just like i would just think you'd be a little more gracious but okay go off (laughs) go off off. you just was saying you're not a woman of color anyway so (laughs) (laughs) so anyways um but no i've been thinking about this from a parent perspective i have a daughter and so i just be thinking how do i help to shape her mind what schools am i gonna send her to so that's kind of where my mind's been at she's a little baby right now so obviously i'm not having combos with her about this but obviously i will be in life um as a black parent you're just Mm -hmm. gonna have to and that's period because i'm first of all going to teach her the correct history of america and then you know just how to navigate today so um yeah so that's kind of what i've been thinking trying to stay encouraged like you said with that positive mindset and then just um wanting to be a healthy person and navigate this well for my daughter so it's been an interesting time but at least some progress is being made yes truly truly and um, absolutely yeah yes i I'm, i feel like i've been talking a lot i'm so sorry um but you know this is go ahead this is um just the time but i do want to talk about what we can do and uh i'm still fleshing this out in my head um but i've really been convinced to another level of political action 
you know if you've mm. listened to this podcast before i'm always talking about you know register to vote fill out the census blah 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 um but this stuff happening has really um uh caused me to really consider more something i have been thinking about but um having a regimen of political activism making political activism a discipline mm. in your life um that's what i was i was talking to one of my f- white friends who called me and was like i'm sorry for high school and i was like okay um uh, I don't think you were. I don't think you were actually bad in high school, but okay. Um, but um, we were just talking about, yeah, the change is gonna happen with the laws, with the people we elect, and that's just on period. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but I know that we have a yeah. tendency as young people. We have a tendency to just be like my vote doesn't count or I'm not paying attention to this stuff or like, what does it matter? Because you know, whatever. And I'm pleading with you to drop that fallacy in your life. Um, your vote fully counts. It counts so much, especially in local elections, which is where these changes where we really want to see the police, you know, uh, change, uh, however you believe that needs to happen, whether it's defunding, um, or, you know, reform or whatever. Um, we have to, it's going to happen through laws like that. That's what it is. And if you are someone who is still not convinced that your vote doesn't matter, I want to just, posit you with I don't even know if that's a word but I want to leave you with you know okay so your vote doesn't matter then if you decide to spend that 30 minutes to research the people that are on the ballot spend that 15 minutes before work to go to the polls and vote like okay you maybe wasted an hour of your life on something that didn't matter but if it does then you spent an hour of your life like really contributing to something that's huge that people throughout history have fought so hard for you to Mm. um, be able to do um and you know if as you can just look at all of the liberties that you have right now especially as a black person or as a woman and that was votes like that was policies that was votes so i'm trying to think of like possibly making some kind of content like a guide to um political action as a discipline like consistent action um i don't know so i i i think that you know hopefully i'll post that somewhere but i i think um just continuing to learn about history continuing to learn about the issues and learn about what people think should be done like learn about what policies people are suggesting be put in place to counteract some of this stuff um learn about the people in your um your local representatives what they stand for um and you can influence them. I've been doing a lot of learning about making calls to senators and stuff like that. That stuff really does impact things. I just called our mayor really? the other day. Okay. Yeah, I, I peep, It really does make a difference. Um, 
they really, you often will get someone, which is kind of the worst to me. I'm like, I want to leave a message, but you often will get someone and they really do make changes based on like, if they have a hundred people call about something versus they never get calls, Mm -hmm. like that's impactful. Like they will make changes. So I think that that's a huge part as well. And then just getting politically active. Um, I want to encourage people to go to a website called Vote Save America. Um, They are talking about the current election and just what you can do to get active. So, yeah, I think I'll have more points and try to put it out somewhere. So I guess follow me on Instagram. But, yeah, so that was your Instagram. Wow. My Instagram. What's your Instagram? My Instagram is LJAM2. L Jam 2. Yes, yes. And if you're in Columbus and you go to my Instagram, and the link in my bio has a link tree, and you can find um, through that all of the local activist groups that are organizing marches. Because I know in Columbus, at least for me, and I've heard other people say that it's been really hard to like, like, know when all the marches are happening because you just like don't know who to follow on Facebook and that kind of stuff. So look that up. Yeah, that was so much. I'm s- right. sorry for going off, but I'm not sorry. Don't be freaking sorry. Sorry, I know we need it. We need it. We have to. We should do a whole segment on that. Um, there's a lot more segments we want to do. Um, as we wrap up, you know, we want to do one on um, yeah, political engagement. Um, also, uh, this came up on my story the other day. I posted about my experience being black and having a baby and dealing with the medical community Mm. and unfortunately so many people so many moms could relate to the struggle of not being respected as a black woman Mm -hmm. in that space and so we're gonna do a podcast about that too like someone literally asked like can you just do a podcast about that talk about it and I really want to speak up on that um not even just to bash I guess quote unquote the medical community or this was particular situations but to help women understand that you got to advocate for yourself and then if you're pregnant obviously advocate for your child so we got lots coming make sure you guys subscribe this has been so fun and follow us on instagram at brown girl bible underscore yes thanks for tuning in with us we will see you next time yes we'll see you